0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: George Norrie back with you. Stephen Bassett, our special guest. Stephen, of course, is the executive director of the Paradigm Research Group, founded back in 1996 to end a government-imposed embargo on the truth behind extraterrestrial-related phenomena. He has spoken to a wide group of audiences around the world about the implications of disclosure, the formal confirmation by heads of state of an extraterrestrial presence engaging the human race. And here he is, back on Coast to Coast, Stephen Bassett. Stephen, welcome, my friend.
0: Hi, George. You Good know... To... uh, Last time I was on a show as a guest, I think it was October of 2019.
1: That's right.
0: A- anything happened while I was away?
1: A lot, my friend, as you well know. Wow.
0: Oh really? Oh man, I was I was uh, I went out to Africa just to get away from it all. Came back, and I don't know, weird things are going on.
1: I mean, right. members of governments, like an Israeli uh, security official. Uh, a professor. I mean, people are coming out of the woodwork talking about relationships governments have had with ETs. What's going on?
0: Well, what's going on, George, is the disclosure train is very close to leaving the station, and a lot of people, military witnesses, researchers, and academics and journalists, are getting on the train before it leaves, and they should.
1: I've been interviewing you since 1996, uh, back in my St. Louis Nighthawk days, and mm-hmm. n- nobody has put in more time and effort to getting disclosure than you. And I got to tell you, now I'm beginning to feel it's close.
0: After 20 after 24 years, yeah, I, I, I'm actually maybe right this time. Uh, uh, but the, yeah, no, no, George, it's it's it took a lot longer than I thought. Uh, we've had Good years and bad years. At times when I thought things were very promising, even extremely promising, and then there were years where I knew we had no chance. But this is different. Uh, in spite of all the chaos going on, big things are happening, and I've been talking about that, and we'll talk about it tonight. But I think we're just about ready to uh, wrap this up.
1: Why do you think the change is underway, Stephen? What What do you think has been the impetus, the reason for this to happen, the way it's beginning to unfold?
0: I could put it this way. Um, I could be wrong, but you know, it's a big subject. It's hard to, like, pin it down. But uh, first of all, we had uh, 20 years. Well, go, going back to 92, certainly. But a lot happened before 92. But from 92 up to 2017, huge number of people, journalists, talk show hosts, <laughs> researchers, hmm. activists uh, have been educating the public, educating the media, uh, putting pressure on the government, doing research, getting documents, and just hard work, not, not well paid. And at some point, we got things to a, a, a place where, it shocked me a little bit, a substantial number of people within the military intelligence complex decided that it's about time yep now that we've always had some on our side but I think we had some sort of a critical mass and and I sort of think I know why it, it came to fruition around 19 uh, 2015 late 2015 maybe early uh, and the military intelligence complex bless his heart made a decision to make a, a pretty aggressive move and that move, Uh, is what changed everything. And uh, what I'm referring to, of course, is that uh, a non-governmental organization uh, was was put together and ultimately launched on October 11, 2017. This organization just happened to be made up of long-standing career uh, uh, individuals, most of which had worked in the military intelligence complex, DOD, CIA, defense contractors, multiple research, uh, you name it. It covered all the bases. But they were not in the employ of the government anymore, except possibly the odd independent contract. And this organization came to be called to the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. And it was CEO'd, fronted by uh, a fellow by the name of Tom DeLong. That's right. A musician and a good guy.
1: Blink-182 right but now blink one eight two
0: the blink one eighty two and angels and airways thirty million records guitarist huge following he he and he was the lead guy and we can talk about that, but that's what happened that's what was launched on october eleventh two thousand seventeen, and at that point we knew something was coming, but that was when the website came up and we got the name and then okay, fine, they launched they had uh indicated they're creating a Public Benefit Corporation. They had some very interesting, substantial people involved, and they were going to do entertainment and do some research, all well and good. Is that all? No, that's not all. Uh, very quickly, they met with uh, editors and, and, and uh, writers of the New York Times and presented them a substantial amount of information, which was then vetted by the New York Times, as only the New York Times can vet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it resulted in two historical game-changing articles on the front page of the New York Times, written by Arlene Cooper, um, Leslie Kane, and Ralph Blumenthal. And, of course, these are the articles that uh, revealed and talked about the ATIP program, Harry Reid, Robert Bigelow, mm-hmm. and, and, of course, the, uh, the gun camera footage, including the Nimitz event. All of that happened uh, was in that article. That, at that point, that that, those articles were published I believe we literally crossed over the Rubicon point of no return
1: that was the game changer
0: and that was the game changer that 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 was something that had never happened before. It was magnitudes above where we'd been, and we had confirmation that the military intelligence complex was doing something even though by surrogate and uh, from then on it has been we've been heading right toward disclosure and frankly it could have happened perhaps sooner than later, but the circumstances historically, which is often the case, history is wide and deep, was unusual. A tremendous amount of political upheaval. And so things kind of moved along at a pace, uh, but a lot happened, and I've chronicled it all. I've got all the articles, 700-some articles on my website linked, and videos, hundreds of videos. And uh, that's, that was the turning point. And once, once, the two, once that happened... You had, gov- you had responses from all over the government. You had, you had reactions to it from the Navy, from the Army. Ultimately, you had it from the, the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, documents came out. Some more witnesses came forward. There was a series called Unidentified. In other words, and then, as I said, as we, as saying this, the, 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 you know, the, the boats getting, the trains getting stocked up, right? People began to see this happening. More witnesses came forward. The barrier for them coming forward was lowered. And uh, other people started to go, well, you know, I've sort of known there's an ET presence for some time, but they really couldn't talk about it. It looks like, hey, this is a happening thing. I want to get on board. I want to get up on the stage. And so you're seeing people finding whatever way they can to get to be part of this. And it's fun to watch. I'm thrilled.
1: Oh, it's, it's exciting. Now, as DeLong's group to the uh, to the uh, Stars Academy is it falling apart? I'm, I'm hearing all kinds of stories about that, Stephen.
0: Okay. Uh, it, no, it's not. Uh, and I'll try to explain it. Again, it's your list, if a listener doesn't have much knowledge of this, it, it may not, they might not get it, but I do the best I can. The To The Stars Academy was the launching organization, and it had a job to do, and it, and it did that job very well. Uh, expanded the issue. Uh, they were able to set up a history channel program. Uh, But where this has all been heading, from the beginning, I believe this was the agenda from that get-go, is where we're about to get to early next year. And that is, this has all been about getting congressional hearings. Why? Because, and I've said this a thousand times, the appropriate way for disclosure to take place And disclosure, by disclosure, I mean capital D, formal confirmation by the United States government via the the president. It's the only way you get capital D disclosure. The appropriate way for that to happen is, first, substantial congressional hearings. Not the one-day thing we had back in 1968, 52 years ago. Right. But multiple hearings, multiple committees almost certainly all military witnesses, goes on for weeks, watched by hundreds of millions of people, and that, that obviously would raise the, the awareness and the situation substantially. And at some point, so much evidence would be pre- presented under oath for the first time, well, since sixty eight, And the world and the president and the DOD particularly the DoD, the president, and the Congress, could then meet and conclude that this evidence is compelling, it's clear that the E.T. presence is, is confirmed, that is the explanation, and then the president can make the announcement. This is the way to do it. This is the responsible way. People are going to be much less upset. Everybody wins, the president, the Congress, both parties, the public, the witnesses. That's the way it has to happen. And these people know it, and so we're heading to hearing. And guess what? The, 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 the table is set for hearings. That work was primarily done by Christopher Mellon while he was with the ttSA. He has been meeting on the hill. he's brought witnesses to the hill no. they 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 briefed privately. For, this is off the record stuff, it's not publicized. and he used to be with uh, the
1: Secretary of State's department right
0: oh yeah he was a, he was a deputy secretary a secretary of uh, State for Intelligence. Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for Intelligence, and, and and other things. He's a political operative, high end.
1: Related and to the Mellon banking family, right? Same guy.
0: I, yeah, I'm sure it I is. I guess so. Yeah, uh, distant cousin, but uh, so so. All, those, those are meetings that we're preparing for hearings. Meaning, the, these committee chairs were getting the information they need to make a decision at some point. Do we want to do the hearings? Meanwhile. Luis Elizondo is what? He's vetting int- uh, uh, witnesses, military witnesses exclusively. Some of them were brought on the unidentified show. Some were brought on in, in silhouette. But uh, according to the long, he dropped some some statement that maybe 100 or 200 contacts have approached them, uh, probably many of the military. So the witnesses are lined up. The committee chairs have been briefed, and so we're going to get hearings next year, hopefully sooner than later, which is where I come in. Now, that said, okay, hearings is another matter. The right. Two Stars Academy did its job. It's going to continue as a public benefit corporation. It's going to do media and educational stuff, do some research.
1: It's evolving, isn't it?
0: But getting hearings is another matter. When you're going to go to Congress, and you're you know, the lead people going to Congress, you can't be going into Congress as to the Stars Academy. No. You've got to be going in. This is purely a matter of politics and hearings. And so, about the appropriate time, Mellon and Elizondo, and the third, probably most important person in the TTS, Steve Justice, because of his background, separated out. And so they will be the ones that are going to complete getting the hearings. That, that's no disrespect to the TTSA. And by the way, if disclosure does come, I can assure you that to the Stars Academy is going to do very very well. Don't worry about
1: the two Exactly. Stars. I remember back in two thousand one, you and Stephen Greer were working on putting together mock trials and hearings, uh, and then nine eleven happened, and that postponed that. And then you, I think, ultimately ended up doing one. And if if our committee meetings could be. Half as exciting as those. We got something.
0: Well, to clarify now, the, the 2001 huge press conference, including uh, they went up on the hill. A number of people went up on the hill, met with people to try to get them to hold hearings. Right, that was part of that project. Yep, yep. The uh, May ninth, 2001. However, uh, we couldn't get them. In fact, there have been many attempts to get hearings since '68, and they've all been blocked. And for, for obvious reasons, these hearings would end the truth embargo, and they weren't going to be allowed. so it didn't work but very important event back then, and that was Stephen Greer's project. I was just a you know hired hand there I did a few things and that's
1: that that's I, yeah. I met you during that period. that's how it happened that for is us true. yeah, true but then
0: I was fortunate enough to get the funding to hold a mock congressional hearing in two thousand and thirteen. that's right. And that was held at the National Press Club. We had 42 witnesses. It was just like a regular hearing, six members of former members of Congress, a testimony under oath, quote, unquote. And the reason I did that was – and 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 then we live-streamed it so journalists and members of Congress and staff could watch it from the safety of their office and not have to come down to the press club and be exposed. And the idea was to show Washington, here's what hearings would be like the quality of the witnesses, the quality of the testimony, answering real questions from your former colleagues. And then we filmed the whole damn thing, and then I delivered the whole 30 hours in a DVD set to every member of Congress's office. Is prelude to the very significant political initiative that I, under, I, I managed from Washington during the 2016 election campaign, anticipating a major development there. Uh, but the, a different candidate won that election. But those two things are all part of the best we could do. But let me be clear: The To the Stars Academy is in a whole nother place. Nobody in this field, not me, not Greer, not anybody, has the clout and the gravitas that that organization and it's those people have. Why? Because, one, of their backgrounds and careers, and two, the fact that they're literally backed by a significant component within the Department of Defense. That is, that's a whole nother thing. That's now, huge. I believe there are, there are entities within the, the military intelligence complex that don't want this to happen. They have, I think, opponents, but whatever the people supporting them have kept the way clear for them and they've been able to move forward. They've gotten mostly cooperation and so this this should be it, George, uh, I, I, and I hope to be there at the finish line.
1: And what we continue to hear, Stephen, from some of these insiders is that there has been a long-term relationship between government and ETs, and how are they going to get around that? How are they going to admit this and tell the, tell them they've been, been lying to us all these years and now all of a sudden... They've been having these negotiations with ETs for 50 years.
0: For me, George, that's not as much of a a problem because it is a whole lot of things being floated by people that have gotten into the field at one time or another. Uh, A lot of which are not going to prove out. Uh, The government does have plenty of PR problems. Plenty of things that are going to be awkward, but there's nothing they can do about that. Disclosure's coming, and they're going to have to face it. But, with respect to that issue, I have not seen the evidence persuading me that there has been formal engagement. Okay, the government E.T. I haven't seen it, so they—they'll have public relations problems. I don't think that's going to be one of them. I could be wrong. If it is, yeah, it's a big one. No question about it. And the way you deal with it, tell the truth. Just tell the damn truth. Yeah, they will be. The government will be shocked at how reasonable the public will be if they actually start telling them the truth, whatever
1: the truth is. Especially if they say things like, we were concerned about the public panicking, or whatever. There's a way to filter this, and they can get away with it.
0: Yeah, but the beauty of hearings is that you don't even have to bring in the past so much. In other words, the hearings are going to be mind-blowing. And it'll be the most watched hearings, maybe the watched television shows in the history of television.
1: I, I think it's it'll be bigger than impeachment proceedings.
0: <laughs> probably so. and 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 then the public will just will be getting all this new testimony under oath from these witnesses, military witnesses, and they'll come to their own conclusions. Many already have, but millions more will. Yeah, this is extraterrestrial. That's clearly what it is. And I assure you, a lot of those witnesses believe that. And the and the Congress will kind of realize they'll scratch their head and go, you know, and then the president can sit down with the, the heads, the the, the the congressional leadership, and top people in the Pentagon, and they can say, "Look, looks like the evidence is pretty convincing." So I think now I can we can announce that this is an ET presence.
1: At what uh, point does at, at what point does Stephen Bassett tip his hat because you deserve it?
0: Now look, I will tell you, uh, I'm not worried about that. Uh, but I will say this, George: whatever it takes, I'm going to get in the hearing rooms. If I got to pay somebody a lot of money to stand in line at three <laughs> in the morning, one way or another, I'm going to get into every one of those hearings I can, and I'm going to get myself up to the front front row. You know what I'm talking about?
1: They so may even have you. Them. They may even want you to testify.
0: I wouldn't hold your breath on that. But but you'll be watching them, and there'll be some pilot there talking about the Nimitz case. And you'll be looking over that that, that witness's shoulder, and you'll go, is that Bassett
1: back there? Uh, uh, Because I I want Bassett on Coast to Coast that night. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.